everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Lori. And today is one of our favorite episodes to record for all of you. It's time to talk fashion. Today, it's all about fall and winter 2021-2022 fashion trends seen on the runway and in the retail stores. These trends are great to make mental notes on, especially when you're sourcing for your online store. All right, grab your notebook or tablet. Let's learn next season's trends. We'll see you at the table. This is one of our favorite things to record. We love recording this stuff. Oh, and I'm so excited that we get to talk about, you know, fashion post-COVID now that people mm-hmm. are going back to work and are excited to get dressed up again. And everybody needs a new wardrobe because things are tight. So it kind of works out. Time to go shopping. (laughs) Just going to say clothes don't fit the same way as they did in 2019. So here we are. I think it's it's also interesting too, because um, a lot of these trends that we're going to talk about are very easy. They're very sustainable. They're things you can easily find in the thrift store. I think is really interesting where we're noticing that a lot of these trends can be mimicked in a way that maybe they couldn't be mimicked before and some of these carry over from last year too I feel like some of these trends didn't really get their full debut last year and they're you know they're kind of making a comeback this year and more people are kind of attaching themselves to it so I think that's fun too um and like we said in the intro these are things you can keep an eye out for you don't have to love them and you don't have to pick them up but if you're interested in knowing um what's out there and what we've kind of seen over the last few months then you know it's just good to make mental notes on these things even for your own wardrobe yeah I always have fun seeing the fashion shows and then just like as they're walking down the catwalk just thinking like okay how can I apply this to reselling Mm -hmm. what do I have in my closet that would work for this how can I market it differently you know in some cases you can just kind of feature stuff even relist certain things with some new keywords and it's just fun. It's it's like a little game to play. So Daniela and I kind of checked out different sites and did a little bit of research. I will say that um, I was a lit. I had company this week, so I was a little bit a little busy. I was a little short on time with my research, but I did get a really good um, feel for what was going to happen. So we can kind of piggyback off of each other. And I always find it interesting to kind of see. Daniela and I never speak about it before we hop on. So then that way she does her research. I do my research and kind of what each of our individual takeaways were, which I always find very interesting as well. Yeah. And I think it's a great way to kind of do the episode because we both have different, when we liked the same things, but we also have different senses of style and what we would look for from the thrift store or what um, our eye kind of goes to. So it's fun to just compare notes. It's always For good sure. to do it that way. Sure. I think the one, the number one thing that we're going to talk about when it's first on our list and Lori will agree with me is sweater vests. And we've talked about this last year. And I feel like we talked about it in 2019 too. I feel like sweater vests have just been a thing. Um, yes, I say, we say that and I was so excited. So yeah. when I researched, you have sweater vest. I saw um, statement vest. Mm-hmm. Um, so same, same deal. Some were sweaters, some weren't, but like I'm not selling them yet. So mm-hmm. while it's a trend, I'm kind of excited for it because I feel like vests are really inexpensive in the thrift store. I know we've talked about this as like this little section, mm-hmm. at least at savers. And I don't think vests are really big movers for them. Mm-hmm. So I find like I can always pick them up super inexpensive. I did sell a couple sweater vests to Buffalo Exchange from my estate sale 
um, prior to doing research. So maybe I should have held on to those. <laughs> um, well, that's I, interesting that they took it. That's a good piece of information. Yeah. And it was also vintage wool sweater vest. So yeah, I, I personally love vests. I also think vests are really nice for people like myself who wear like a lot of leggings, kind of like that, like a caftan or an oversized vest or some sort of like little comfort thing to cover all the bumps and bellies and stuff like that, depending on what outfit I'm wearing, you know, they can be modest or they can obviously be cropped and, you know, worn in different ways. But yeah, that was an interesting one. I was happy to see that. I think sweater vests will see a lot of maybe this season because sweater vests were kind of big in Y2K. Um, you know, the plaid type of sweater vest that was really big and they were cropped for the most part. But I feel like that's something that was very Y2K and we'll we'll talk about Y2K as we go on. Um, but I also think it's very 70s and 70s and Y2K are kind of the thing. I feel like that's, it's a heavy influence the last couple of years, those two eras, Y2K and 70s. Yeah, but the in, in the '90s were big though too. Yeah, '90s too. You're right. Like it's it's always funny to me when we do this because I feel like there's been a heavy '90s influence too. Like if I look at like Urban Outfitters with all their oversized sweatshirts and just even the graphics on sweatshirts that mm. are going for. Um, actually, Ryan was here this week and he grabbed, uh, he picked up for himself a t-shirt that was, you know, definitely 90s or early Y2K. And it's just, it's that graphic on sweatshirts that is so uh, reminiscent of that time. So maybe yeah. it depends on the style, like streetwear versus more of like the business casual type thing. Maybe it's more based on the style of clothing you're going for would then. Yeah, that would make sense. Because like when I think of Y2K, I think of like, you know, the little kitten heels or like mm. uh, the square toe. I'm not a big Y2K person. Like I haven't, I, not that I'm not a Y2K person. I just haven't really gotten a grasp on, I'm starting to have a better eye for it. Like some, you know, the hot pinks and like, I'm, I would not say that I'm like an expert in that area. So like I'm learning, it was fun shopping with Ryan because he was kind of all over it. And um yeah, so that that was kind of interesting to be shopping all week with a 22-year-old reseller. You know, yeah. honestly, it was fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, getting some some trend perspective from him. Yeah, definitely makes a big difference. Um, next on the list, we have cutouts. And we talked about this in the su- spring and summer. Mm-hmm. And it's carrying over to fall, winter. I feel like the cutouts um, that I saw, a lot of them are done very elegant, elegantly, like they're near the hip area, like it accentuates a certain part of the body, maybe in the neck bone area. Um, I saw some layered pieces. I can't remember what show was Dolce & Gabbana, um, but they were like, so they had like a skin tight turtleneck underneath. And then on top was like this corset with cutouts under the breast area. So like they're doing it in very uh, different ways. Some show skin, some don't, there's clothes underneath. Um, but I think this is really fun and crafty for those out there who like to do this kind of stuff that are resellers and maybe like to do a Depop or an Etsy type thing. Like this is a great way for you to experiment and try to make something with cutouts. I feel like it's a great way to experiment. What I um, specifically chose, I, I agree with all that you just said. And I do love that some of the cut the cutouts were used in places that were more flattering for people because I always think of, I always think of that mid-size to plus size woman when I see things like cutout and where does that fit in for us? And um, one of the things that I love, my favorite piece was um, a Valentino piece. It was almost like, looked like snowflake, like laser cut in the shape of Ooh. diamonds 
Um, so they were using the cutout concept, um, but it was like a shirt dress, like an oversized and um, the cutouts, like the, it was white underneath and it was really just a cutout of the design. It wasn't right. like a cutout showing skin yeah. anywhere, but it was really done so well. And it was my favorite piece. And it just, it struck a chord with me for that exact reason. Like that is something like, if you think of cutout, you're thinking open belly, midriff, yeah. back, open, whatever. And it wasn't just that. So I thought it was really interesting, but, the, and you know, there's obviously, there was one, I can't remember the designer, maybe it was Jason Wu, I'm not sure, but it looked like a bra strap, but it was in the front and it was just like, bam, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, that is very special. So yeah, then you have that other extreme, but I thought it was really interesting to see all the different designers take on this trend. I liked I, it. I think when cutouts came out in spring and summer, it was very much skin. And now we're seeing it transition for fall and winter where it's more of like an overlay piece. It's still a cutout, yeah. but there's an overlay, which I think is yeah, really- Yeah, I think you're right about that. Just to kind of transition for the season as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, the one that I'm excited to talk about is the strong shoulders and oversized blazers, which also carries over from the last couple of seasons. And I think I like this the most because it's accessible to everyone and it's very inclusive, no matter what size shape you are, it doesn't matter. You can always do an oversized blazer in a very nice way, whether you belt it or it, it really doesn't matter. There's just so many different ways to style an oversized blazer. And as we've said in the past, and Lori has said as well, those strong shoulders, man, they make your waist look tiny. <laughs> <laughs> it works and yeah I saw that a lot even even in for example the the sweater vest or the statement vest a lot of them had super strong shoulders um so you know that would come out like over where your natural shoulder line was just for the accent and then they would be cropped with like a tiny waist or something so obviously exaggerated but those shoulders I saw in a lot, a lot of things. Yeah, I feel like last year was a lot of puffed sleeve, which is still a thing. Puffed sleeve isn't really going anywhere because of the bohemian um, chic type of shabby chic, like that whole trend. They're very much a puffy sleeve kind of thing, like, you know, the nice ruffle and everything. This is more like pointed shoulder. They are just bold. They're exaggerated. They are, they're big. More like modern, like matrix looking. Mm, yes, matrix. Very strong is what, what I, what I got from some of the shows. So interesting. Yeah. And yeah, you can find a lot of strong shoulder pieces from the eighties and nineties mm -hmm. in blazers. Um, and then you can also pull in like the Y2K, like I know um, I've been, I feel like I've mentioned it a couple of times, but just like to use clueless in your uh, keywords when you're marketing like a plaid blazer from like, the, that's Y2K, um, but also can pull in the, the shoulders too. I don't know. I don't know if those really go together, um, but that blazer from a different era, I'm sorry, the dogs are in and okay. out. Puppy wants to come in. It's fine. Yeah. Squeaky door. That's what's going on. <laughs> but there also were some cropped blazers that I saw. So Chanel actually had some cropped blazers, which I thought was interesting because when I think of Chanel, I think of full length, right? Mm -hmm. Blazers, but they had some cropped ones. Um, you know, I think the crop blazer might go with the Y2K trend because everything in Y2K is very cropped. So I think, you know, you can still have the exaggerated shoulder, like, you know, like you were just saying, Lori, but just in a cropped form. Crop mm -hmm. doesn't always work for everyone because our body shapes are obviously all different. Some people have long tor torsos, some people have short torsos. So for me, um, I generally like a cropped typed sweater, cardigan, or blazer for this in this matter because I have no torso. So sometimes having the cropped piece 
I just like the way it looks on me. With like a nice high waist. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like I, mid rise doesn't work for me because I have no torso. The really high waist is what really suits my body shape. So um, sometimes the longer pieces or like sheath styles, like that just doesn't work for my body just because I don't have a torso and it's fine. Mm -hmm. We all have different body shapes. Of course. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see here what's next on our list. We have, uh, why I saw, I saw, sorry to interrupt. Um, the very first thing that I saw was head to toe knits and it was just like sweater on sweater. And, um, yeah, my absolute favorite was this stunning Ula Johnson, um, cream colored cable knit. Like, you know, it had the puff sleeves and then really exaggerated, um, I don't know if it was exaggerated shoulders, but it was like the cable knit on the shoulders, floor length. And it was, it was just stunning, but a lot of just like dusters, sweater dusters with, you know, knit everywhere, um, head to toe. There was, that was like one of the first things that I saw. I love knit. Knit. Mm. Um, there's another thing that we have down, I have down here is quilted. So quilted patterns, textures, anything that's quilted. And you can see this in handbags, shoes. We saw it in shoes this summer as well. Jackets for sure. Jackets, Mm -hmm. skirts, like you name it. Quilt is definitely, quilts and knits, I think are just always something that you can, it's just a staple piece. Once you have one in your closet, you're good basically any fall or winter, in my opinion. Um, I thought it was interesting. One of the YouTubers that I was watching had mentioned um wide leg pants and when she had mentioned wide leg pants I was like well yeah that's kind of been a thing for a while but when she was saying wide leg pants she was saying like the exaggerated wide leg that they almost like fall on the floor like some designers had some that were like literally on the ground so Mm. like they're dragging on the ground so not so much a flare just a very wide leg and not necessarily straight like volume if that makes Mm. sense like Mm. almost like a rippling effect to the pant leg um, which I thought was interesting. Not that straight leg isn't a thing. I think straight leg is definitely something that's going to stay for a while. Um, but just this exaggerated, voluminous type. Did you say wide to the point that it almost looks like a skirt? Like, because the, you know, there's no definition. Yes. Yeah, some, some designers had more of like a flare that was wide. And then some designers just had, it was just an extremely wide leg pant that if you're not six feet tall, basically if we were to wear it, Lori, it would, it would just look like a dress on us, right? Like it's, yeah, that it sounds work specific to body type, that, that style, like working, you know, yeah. even straight leg. I have, I, straight leg doesn't, doesn't necessarily look good on me. I kind of struggle with straight legs sometimes. I feel like if it's, I don't know if it's just a little bit too wide, it doesn't work for my body. It needs mm-hmm. to be a little bit closer to my, to my skin. Hmm. You, you know, you like more of the skinny leg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But that's just my preference. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was on this. I, I mean, I have so much skinny, like, and I wear a lot of leggings. So, um, but I have a lot of jeans that are still skinny jeans that I still really enjoy wearing with like ballet flats and stuff like that. Um, but my favorite jeans of the summer have been kind of a straight, almost wide leg. They're just free people denim, you know, a little beat up, uh, distressed, and they have the raw hem. Um, but I've been really enjoying them. And I've noticed I've like grabbed them more, mm. um, just the looser fit as well as, as opposed to like the, the, the tight tight. Yeah. yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, there was two colors that popped out to me the most. One was like lime green. I just think bright colors in general seem to, be, and this is very different than most fall, the most fall runway shows we've seen. I feel like most fall runway shows are very like 
neutral palettes and browns and blacks. I felt like there was a lot of color this year, a lot of like bold, bright in your face, like not what you normally would see. Yeah, you know, the lime didn't stand out to me, um, but the other color that you have on here, absolutely did, which is the lilac. So maybe it's just a little bit of a revival, like, you know, mm. the roaring 20s kind of kicking yeah. in and people wanting color and excitement and liveliness after kind of this dormant state we've been in for so long. Maybe it's that. I yeah. mean, I'm still a neutral girl, so I still tend to like the neutrals. Um, Chanel had this really uh, beautiful, beautiful, it, it was it was what I put down as my favorite pick for the quilted category. They had like this quilted jacket and it was the evergreen. And um, shopping this week, I've been really loving like the ever, evergreen, more like a jewel tone green, mm -hmm. um, which also I think looks really great in the fall as well. And um, so that color has been standing out to me as I've been out shopping, I've been gravitating to that. But the, the lime green is more of a Y2K vibe for me. Yeah, I saw a lot of, like Dolce & Gabbana had a lot of this. I feel like Dolce & Gabbana really honed in on um, Y2K. Like they had mm -hmm. bright, bold, like obnoxious colors everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then you have like, so there's there's brands that will always stick to neutrals. Like Chloe will always stick to a neutral palette. That's just who Chloe is. Yeah. Ula Johnson might have some color, but again, very neutral based palette. There's some designers that just, might put pops of color in, but their palette overall is always that blush, the nudes, the browns, the grays, like that you're, you can guarantee that you're going to see that. It's right. interesting when you see brands like Chanel or Givenchy or Hermes doing the brighter colors and you're like, oh, maybe I should be paying a little more attention to this kind of thing. Yeah, interesting. Most of the Givenchy that I loved was black, which is- Yeah, me too. Which is what they know for. Part of the course, you know. Um, they known for their black pieces. I will yeah. say color. Um, this is a trend with jewelry. I like chunky jewelry with big jewels. And that's when you said the emerald tone, that's what I saw in a lot of different clips that I was watching was this like gold chunky jewelry with big, um, stones almost. So I think of like princess Diana in the nineties, mm -hmm. like the big, like Sapphire right. necklace and the big Sapphire earrings. So like, there are a lot, I think jewel tones coming in, mm -hmm. um, for this fall and winter, whether it's done in a necklace earring form or in clothing pieces. I do right. think those styles that that style reminds me of the eighties and the nineties, just like you said. So it's really interesting to just see how it kind of, you know, forms in mm -hmm. 2021 <laughs> on this culmination of all these different influences. It is. And it's, it's funny how we always, I shouldn't say always, but it seems to be that we always focus on like 70s, 80s, 90s. And now we're focusing on the early 2000s. That's mm -hmm. like more of a newer thing. But those eras seem to be the ones that fashion always kind of goes back to. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Yeah, well, you kind of circle back. I mean, I don't know you know, we, there is like, uh, I'm trying to one, I'm, I'm just thinking out loud, but I'm wondering like when the last time, like the fifties were an inspiration, like a pinup girl kind of thing. I feel like uh, pinups had a moment in the early two thousands where like hot topic like had a lot of pop sort of vibe or yeah. 
Yeah, um, we're like I was thinking more, I guess, probably early. Um, I guess I'm thinking more like early 60s or like okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. little skirts or just more conservative or I don't know, mad men look, yeah. you know, that sort of that. I guess that's like early 60s, but I'm trying to think of like how influential that has been. Hmm. And I mean, it's been more than 90s in the Y2K recently. Yeah, I think it also depends on what our culture is doing, right? Mm. And I feel like our culture right now is like, be bold, be yourself, wear those bright colors, you know, like ex express yourself in, in a way that makes you feel good. And maybe those times just don't resonate with our current generation and with fashion, which mm. I can see. Um, I personally like the Mad Men style. Like that's, you know, I, I like that kind of stuff, but I also appreciate the boldness of today's generation Absolutely. And the things they want to wear, you know, it's, it's fun. I think to pick from different eras for your own personal closet. That's the way I look at it. Like whatever I like, I pick up, I don't necessarily follow any of these rules. I might pick some things up that I like that is current, but I don't, I don't follow any specific trend. I just like I mean, I think what's like. best is to just follow your own style and what works yeah. for your body and your lifestyle. You know what I mean? It's, it's in, it, fashion is as individual as each person. So, Agreed. but if we want to sell that stuff, we want to yeah, make it. gotta money, be a little fashionable. <laughs> you know, we gotta follow some trends here. This is very true. Um, the next thing I know Lori likes turtlenecks and this is something that I saw a lot of like the skin tight turtlenecks underneath like a blazer, like tucked in kind of mm -hmm. thing. Like, that second skin kind of look that seems to be a big trend for this fall and winter. Um, I personally don't like turtlenecks on myself because I don't really have a long neck. I feel like I have- Yeah, I'm trying to think of when I said I like turtlenecks. Uh, it was like one of the first episodes that we did on- I think like a, like a Lucy cowl. I mean, for me personally, I feel like um, I'm like, I don't, cause I hate crew necks because I feel like it feels choky on me. I'm like a open- I like V-necks. V Give me a nice V. That's all. That's what I like. That's where it's at. But I mean, for the, for, for my skin and wrinkles, I, I would say, I think what I said is as I get older and the wrinkles kick in, I'm going to probably need to, you know, wear turtlenecks more frequently, but. Yeah, they're just not my jam, but they, they were on the runway. Turtlenecks were a thing um, as like an underlay kind of piece and then mm -hmm. the blazer over it kind of thing. Very classic kind of look. Mm -hmm. Um, leather, which I think just goes without saying leather is always big in the fall. Um, I thought it was fun that I saw a lot of leather in color, which I don't think we've seen in a really long time, mm -hmm. like reds and greens and blues and browns. And it's not just black leather. Um, so I think that's fun. People that kind like of circling color. back to that more vibrant, um, the faux fur I saw, I saw a lot, mm -hmm. um, and you have here fur bags, fur boots, apple bottom jeans. That's the fur, come on. <laughs> it's it it totally. Fur makes me think of I used to have fur boots mm -hmm. back in like 2005 2006 and I wore them all the time mm -hmm. I loved them I wouldn't wear them mm -hmm. now but they're a thing oh, they're making a comeback yeah um and I saw uh who was it I think it may have been Chloe um and it was just like this gorgeous full length uh faux fur but it was belted and I thought it was just really it was, there were a lot of styles that I saw that just like had that cinched belt that just made such a difference in the mm -hmm. presentation. And I also liked it because for somebody who has a small waist or has a lot of height, who wants to accentuate their waist, they can take that same sweater vest long and in cinch it at the waist, or if somebody likes a looser fit and they just want that more modest look, they can leave it open. And I loved that that piece could, you know, could work for both sides. Yeah. I loved it. I think when it comes to fur, 
we've had this discussion before and you've had discussion on your Instagram page as well and YouTube. Was it on YouTube too when it comes to fur? I think thrifting fur is a sustainable way to, if you feel comfortable. Oh, you're talking about real fur. Yeah, because real fur is making a comeback too this season, which I think is going to cause a little controversy. Mm-hmm. It's going to cause a little controversy. And I think if you do it sustainably and, you th- and you're thrifting the fur piece, I, you know, I, I lean on the side of, well, you're, you're giving it, you're giving this piece new life, right? Mm-hmm. And I know not everyone will agree with me and that's okay. Right. Um, I, everything I own is faux fur. So I don't own a piece of real fur. I, I, I don't, <laughs> I, I just thrifted a pair of fry boots that are, that are fur. So like really I'll cool. thrift things that are fur, but I don't personally own anything that is fur. Right. Um, but if you're going to do sustainably and it's something that you enjoy doing, I'm, you know, do you. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a can of worms. I know. <laughs> that's all right. I've been there. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna say. I'm just gonna be quiet. Lori <laughs> <laughs> shared her opinion before. <laughs> I yeah. I I obviously um, don't think it's awful to reuse. But um, just for the record, one of the most um, constructive bits of information I got from somebody um, was that if you find a fur and you, you know, basically don't want to leave it behind, like say you find it at the bins or someplace, um, to donate it to animal shelters. Hmm. If you're on in that camp, yeah, like you come into fur and you don't feel comfortable reselling it or using it or whatever, um, because animals like snuggle with the fur in the shelters. So that's true. That's actually a good idea. Yeah, for I, I, that was like one of my favorite tips from people from like the other side who, yeah. who don't want to keep perpetuating the use of real fur, whether it's recycled or not. I get that. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, this is something I've seen in anthropology and it's patchwork on denim. And I saw this recently when I was in anthro that a lot of their jeans have patchwork on them and a lot of their dresses actually have patchwork and just like, it's very, it's done very nicely. Um and that's like, I feel like that's like the boho vibe that just like exactly. is always there. I mean, I feel like the bohemian vibe is, is somewhere in every single season. Yeah. Even cottage core is still a little bohemian to me. Maybe I'm totally off base with that, but I feel like some of the styles go hand in hand, you know? I agree with you. I think when I think of boho, I also think of like the shabby chic, the cottage core. They kind of, for me, they mesh together. I know there's probably differences, but for me, they kind of one of, not one of the same, but they're similar. They're similar. similar. I mean, cottage core is different from like your super hippie vibe, but, um, but yeah, I I like that. Um, Patchwork is always fun. Uh, Let me see. Let me see. We talked about the quilted acid wash denims. I saw it in, um, Couple of, a couple of catalogs and a Marie Claire and stuff. I'm not an acid wash denim kind of gal, but that's- I was scary. back in the day. Yeah, yeah, I was like, acid wash is, that's 90s? Acid wash? Um, 80s. Acid, acid wash was 80s for me. I mean, I was in high school from 87 to 91. And um, and yeah, acid wash was definitely a thing. Maybe a little more in the the late 80s. But, um, but anyways- yeah, it'll be interesting to see that make a yeah, comeback. How that plays out. Um, shoes, it. It's it's just there. It's not my thing. Yeah, yeah. it's just not my thing. That's because, not very classic, and you're very classic. I'm a classy lady. What can I say? <laughs> Did you see any trends with shoes besides what I've written down here that you'd want to talk about? 
Um, I really wasn't looking, I didn't do accessories or shoes. I was, I was focused more on um, the garments in my brief research, to be honest. So one, I think that happens every year and it never changes is boots, combat boots, cowboy boots, whatever kind of boot. We love them. They're here mm -hmm. every year. It's never mm -hmm. going to change. Right. Combat boots, I think more so than ever are big. I think some lace-up boots were popular in the previous years, but this year it's like, like full on lace up to your knee, like calm. I think of like Spice Girls. That's what I think of. I think of like the tall, high, chunky combat yeah. boots. That's mm -hmm. the vibe that I get. Um, but the other thing is clogs. So clogs are the new quote unquote ugly shoe. You know how we had ugly dad shoes? Well, now we have clogs. That's like, that's the thing. And I, I saw this in the beginning of the year but it makes sense for fall and winter. It's it's going to be even more popular. Just chunky clogs and heels that like wooden heels. Um, just a lot of that kind of style. I don't mind clogs, but it's definitely not something that I would wear all the time. I used to love clogs like the um, I used. To, yeah, I used to love them, but more almost like the Hannah Anderson style. Yeah, clogs. Like a like, um, comfort. Yeah but still stylish kind of thing. Like I get to have to wear clogs for work. I get that. I wore clogs as a teacher all the time. But I'm thinking of wooden clogs, not like dance I like wooden clogs. clogs. Yeah. Um, I picked up, they're right here. And these to me were pretty wide to Yes, they um, are. And I, um, what they are is a pair of like wooden heel cloggy. I mean, they're, they're clog toe, but um, they have the little like stuff. around their coach signature which I have never been a big fan of coach signature shoes, but those were very Y2K to me. So I grabbed them because they kind of fit that style. Um, so we'll see how they do. I didn't run comps on them, um, but they were pretty cute. I like them a lot. I think chunky anything is just in for this yeah. fall. Just chunky shoes, chunky jewelry, chunky chains, like chunky everything. Yeah, no, I would agree. And I've been like looking at my like teaks lately and I'm like, uh, well, because without skinny jeans, where did, where do teaks go? You know what I mean? Cause they don't really work with wide legs. Um, they work with leggings still, but like if I'm in leggings, I'm probably wearing like the summer, like flip-flops or a pair of sneakers or, you know, so I'm looking at my teaks like, oh, I don't, you know, cause I had like a teak problem for a while where I bought a lot of them and teaks are just ballet flats for anybody who doesn't know. But yeah, yeah that kind of more narrow minimalist shoe, um, at least for me, feels a little bit weirder with the wide leg. I agree with you. I only, I have two pairs of flats that I thrifted. They're AGL um, flats and I only wear them to work. Like if I have a certain pair of slacks on, then I wear them to work. Um, but mm -hmm. other than that, I don't wear them out ever. I usually have a sneaker on or my Birkenstocks or my go-to in the summer. Slacks is what I just wear into the ground. Let's yeah, exactly. Okay. Or more of a, I have wooden heel shoes. I have a lot of boots. Boots are like my thing. That's what I wear all fall and winter long is boots. So um, yeah, I don't really have those flat shoes anymore like I once did. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. 
just not something I really go to. Even my Rothy's, my Rothy's are the, the sneaker type Rothy, the, uh, what's it called? I don't remember. Like the little slip on sneaker style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are the Rothy's. Uh, I'm kind of excited for chunky stuff. Like I, like I love, I was a nineties girl in college and I loved the chunky heels, like the Steve Madden, like, Oh my God, the Steve Madden. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I loved all that. I mean, and now, um, even with boots, I, I don't do a lot of heels anymore. I like a nice wedge, but um, you know, like I just wear my Melissa Fry boots all winter. They go with black leggings and that, and I will still keep all of my skinny jeans from my riding boots because I still think that's such a classic look as much as wide leg. And I just think it pulls an outfit together and it's so pretty in the fall. Um, so I don't know if it's going to be on any trend report, but I, I always feel like, you know, thin jeans or black leggings with a pair of riding boots is just so classic. I, I think it's just a classic, especially New England. I think it's just a classic New England style. That's you're true. you're That's always going to see it. You're going to see us in skinny jeans with boots and some type of oversized cardigan, right? With, That's the way it is around here. That's how it is. And we love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was one trend that I saw that I thought was cute if it's done correctly and it's the head coverings. So I thought the head scarves like Jackie O 70s style, like I love that. I've never done it personally, but I think it's really pretty when I see it on the runway, like uh, Chanel does it, Givenchy does it, uh, Chloe's done it. It's just, it just reminds me of that time period with Jackie O's in a car and it's convertible and the wind is blowing and she's got her hair and you know, the little hair. Like a, like a, like a scarf, like a handkerchief. In yeah. The hair. yeah. I just, yeah, think I just picked different. up a few from Madewell, some silk handkerchiefs for hair, um, like just a tie, like kind of bandana looking mm-hmm. um, with different patterns. They were silk and on clearance and I just grabbed them to see how they would do. Um, so that's good to know. Yeah, I don't like, there's this other thing going on that I saw and I don't remember if it was Dolce & Gabbana maybe it was Dolce & Gabbana and it was like an actual head covering where like the neck. So like the shirt became part of the head covering. So it was almost like a turtleneck and then it turned into like an actual cap. Like think of a swim cap. Okay. And it would end here and then it would tie at your neck. So just like a swim cap, but it ties at your neck and it's very strange. It gives me like alien vibes. Like Gosh, that that doesn't sound like weird right about that whatsoever yeah not a fan but sometimes I feel like they they throw these types of things in as like uh as art right like it maybe it's for more of a modest thing yeah I mean runway sometimes makes no sense right but then you take little pieces or elements from a look and then you know you can apply it um I'm looking at these face coverings it does look like a swim cap um, and a mask is attached to it in the front, like a button, ah. the mat, the, the swim cap it's knit, but it like kind of goes over and then a mask. So it's like a one piece thing with a mask over it. Yeah. It's interesting. It's an interesting way to incorporate, I guess that, cause a mask is a part of fashion now. I mean, that's kind of just become a thing, yeah. um, that I feel like we're going back into. <laughs> so, <laughs> Um, This is pretty interesting. I'm looking at this tailored on tailored. Um, Just the idea of layering like a button down shirt with a blazer over it and a trench coat over that like plaid on plaid and like very much layered and you know some people are wearing it with the belt some people are wearing like a, a blazer jacket that's cut off above the elbow with like a fitted pattern shirt under Ooh. the sleeve. Um, 
very interesting. Oversized. I'm seeing the pants that are like dragging on the ground. Yeah. They're like, it's like, it's, it's like a ball gown, but in pants. <laughs> it's interesting. Weird. That's bizarre, man. I yeah, don't know. It's, it's not that. something that I personally would want to wear or pick up, but mm -hmm. I mean, I guess if you're very tall and you can, you can rock it, then by all means. But I'm also but curious how, where that's going to fit in. Like if people are going back to the office, like, yeah. I don't know, With but I will thing. say that particular look that I'm looking at is like great thrift store stuff. Yeah. Plenty of oversized jackets and trench coats at the thrift store. I think that's my, my, like my biggest takeaway from all this is that's what I'm most excited about. It's just the oversized jackets, oversized sweaters over like all of that, because you can, anyone can style it and anyone can wear it and you can find it easily. Yeah, I was pretty excited about some of the stuff like the, you know, even knitwear that is easily yeah. accessible. Um, extra long sleeves I saw was a thing, mm -hmm. which I thought was kind of weird. There was there was one Fendi had a really beautiful like satin pink suit um, and it was like split at the cuff. And so it was a very long sleeve, but it was done really well. And then some were just like cropped sweaters with like alien arms. They were so long. They were just <laughs> too. I saw a lot of alien arms, alien, a lot of, a lot of alien things. <laughs> yeah. But I'm on the glamour website. A silk scarf is the fall accessory you didn't know you needed. See that? Yeah. So um, I think that's something that, that is a really fun trend that would be so easy to just pick up really inexpensively yeah. all over the place, yard sales, thrift stores, wherever, and, you know, do some creative photo taking with it. Um, and try-ons yourself, you could right. model. Um, and in this particular image I'm looking at, she's just got a folded in half tied under her neck, um, but you can, you know, tie it with your hair up and she's wearing leopard silk scarf with a striped top. Like I think anything goes, you know, so yeah is a fun trend that I think is just so accessible and inexpensive to flip. I agree. I, it's scarfs. I mean, for the most part, when you're in a thrift store around here, $1.99, $2.99, $3.99, if you're at the bins, it's cents, right? You know, it's super light. Um, I don't know if we mentioned this leopard print. I know you just talked about prints in general, but uh, I think leopard, cheetah, animal print, I mean, it's here every fall. And I think it's never going to go away. And I'm okay with it. I mean, I just look at it as a neutral, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I just think it's like a staple piece. I picked up a leopard. It was a, it was from 2011 or 10. It was over 10 years old and it was a J crew. It had alpaca in it, like just mm -hmm. fitted leopard sweater dress. Um, and I was just like, I can't leave this behind. It's just, it's just, someone's going to love this. You know what I mean? Because somebody always loves leopard. It's I do. <laughs> I yeah. love leopard. I Even love it's like a leopard belt or a leopard, you know, accent on a silk scarf. Like this sweater was definitely a lot of leopard, um, but I thought it was done tastefully. And if somebody was really into it, um, it could really work. But yeah, I would agree that that is something that at least I always go back to. I don't know about everybody else. I, I didn't remember see a lot of it. when I was in middle school, I really wanted a pair of leopard pants because they were so big and they were all over the place in the mall and it was back to school time. And I begged and begged and begged my grandmother to buy me a pair of leopard pants. And she was like, why do you want these? Like, she just didn't understand it. I was like, cause they're cool and I want them. So I had a pair of leopard pants and a pair of zebra print pants. Oh I love them and wore them all the time. That's awesome. It's ingrained in my body. I love them. Yeah. Can't, can't. <laughs> 
go wrong with a little bit of leopard. That could or be a lot. The, the Italians in us too. Yes, it is. Um, there was one more thing. Where is it here? Oh, corsets. I want to talk about corsets. We talked about it in spring, um, spring, summer, and they're back again for the fall and the winter. Um, but I feel like for fall and winter, it's not just the corset, right? Like I saw people wearing um, button down shirts with the high collars and the corset on top of it. I thought that was really mm -hmm. fun. I think that's mm -hmm. a really great play on it. It kind of makes me think of, um, how could I describe it? Like the academia kind of style, right? Yeah, Where it's like, absolutely. that's what I think of with that. Um, or like the corsets with um, chains, like Gucci had something they did a collaboration with Hermes maybe. Mm -hmm. mm, don't quote me on that, but I feel like that's called the collaboration. And it was literally like a buckle at like the armpit and it almost looked like handcuffs. And then it came down in chains. And then like the middle portion was like a tiny little corset. And then it linked back up to the other, other armpit. And it Damn. had, it was like, uh, what would, uh, what do you call it? Like dominatrix Honest. kind of style. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it reminded me of but that also gives me like that goth vibe too so you know I think it's fun you see these different elements of fashion kind of mesh together interwoven um I saw this really cute corset style um because corset is definitely uh something that I saw a lot of and it was it was just like a square neck with the corset at the top but it was a peplum style top Ooh. so the corset kind of ended like around your belly button and mm -hmm. then it was like tied like a little ribbon and then the top went out so again like a style that I feel like a lot of people could wear mm -hmm. and I thought it was done super tastefully with just like black trouser pants it was really just like a real practical take on it you know yeah. really nice yeah I like that too like that's a that's a trend I could get behind I could do that like yeah, it was, I don't know if I'd wear it to the office mm -hmm. in a state building but I'd wear it um, I also saw that uh like sweatsuits were making a little bit so interesting because like like I think of the and velvet also I didn't see Love the that. velvet sweatsuits but that was really big or at least around these parts yeah. back in the 90s like the two-piece velvet um well I mean Paris Hilton maybe had a little moment and Juicy had a little moment last year so I don't know but just the suiting I, I think people are trying to move past the 2020 like living in sweatpants sort of thing but at the same time I think people really got used to being super comfortable um so they're trying to think of ways that they can kind of elevate the the sweatsuit for lack of a better word and like make it you know just something you could actually go out with I saw a lot of like joggers outfitted with heels and like a cropped matching top like something sporty but cute but you could dress it up and you know that would that would take the right person and the right vibe but um but still really cute I saw some of that not necessarily runway but just more practical more of like an everyday thing everyday little trends yes you like everyday trends too I mean runways are fun but everyday trends are always always good to, to note as well absolutely and even when you were mentioning chains like I've been really paying attention to um certain handbags and that added chain on so many handbags is like a thing. And one of the, one of the women who I follow, um, she was saying that she buys like the classic bag. She doesn't spend the extra money on the chain for some of these luxury handbags. Like, um, and I think it was Givenchy, is it the Antigona or Anti? It's my favorite bag from them. And I'm probably. I don't know what the name of it is. 
Yeah, I think it's the Antigona by um, Givenchy. It's like, it's, it's a style that I've been on the lookout for, but they have it and they put the chain in front of it. Um, but I guess they sell them on Amazon where you can just get like a little chain to go on because, you know, these luxury handbag designers, they, you know, you would spend three, $400 extra to get the chain accent. And if you just want it for like, for a look to be a little bit trendy, these people are saying to like get the chain and then like add it to insert whatever. I mean, that's really smart. Isn't that smart? It's so smart. You can do it. And I think that's the great thing if you want to elevate your own closet. So let's put reselling aside for a second. And you take these trends and, you know, you're already savvy in the thrift store. You're already savvy in, in you know, maybe you're savvy in, in crafting and sewing and all of that. Use those skills and create these outfits and elevate your wardrobe that way in a sustainable and affordable way. I think it's great. Yeah, it's fun to play around with it. Absolutely. It's I wish really- I sewed more than like I I used to sew a lot more when I was younger, but I haven't touched a sewing machine and I can't tell you how long. Angelina just ordered a little sewing machine for herself and I was so happy. Um I had her in sewing classes when she was little and she really enjoyed it and she's just like, "Oh god, that girl is forever like cutting shirts and tying them and like just like she's she is so free flowing with her, her wardrobe. It's crazy. Um, like she was like taking a t-shirt and cutting the sleeves off and then cutting it around the midriff and like cutting like two little bands so that you can like tie it around your waist somehow. Um, she's doing all these like game day styles for her Penn state football mm-hmm. games, like just crop little cute things. And she wanted to use my cricket so she could like download like logos from the college. Like just, they are just like, and it's like she and all of her friends, they really go at it. Like they have fun with it. So sewing is a wonderful thing, but yeah, it's fun to take chances when you're at the thrift store and you can, you can kind of have fun with some of these trends without spending a ton of money. Like if you're not sure you want long sleeves that are like five inches past your, you know what I mean? Like you can just play with it at the thrift store and get it home or like the exaggerated shoulder shoulders on stuff you could take it home you could give it a try and if not you know then you can go ahead and um and sell it <laughs> and be on trend you know i thought it was um when we were thrifting the other day Lori. you found uh, was it a blazer that had the remo- removable shoulder pads it had the velcro shoulder pads in yes it was actually that vintage liz sport like plaid shirt dress like right, right, a shirt dress yes like, I think it's fun to experiment with things like that. And if you don't like the shoulders, then if it has removable ones, you take them out. I mean, that was kind of the beauty of it back then, right? Right. And we were particularly, we were particularly excited because it was, um, whatchamacallit, because they were Velcro. Like, that was. Oh. Well, Lori disappeared. <laughs> Let's see if we can get her back on here. Well, welcome back. <laughs> You're on mute, Lori. Oh my gosh. I'm <laughs> telling you. All of a sudden, like my screen just like I couldn't, I was like toggling around and the screen just went blank. And you were talking, I was like, oh, she's gone. I guess Lori's done. She doesn't want to talk like, anymore. I'm like, I'm here. Oh my gosh. Maybe that's a sign, Daniela. Yes, I definitely wanted to come going back. Anyway. So. Yeah. We were wrapping it up, but I wanted to come back and at least say goodbye. I was like, oh my gosh, what the heck just happened? Uh, well, hopefully this was helpful to you guys to hear a little synopsis here of fall and winter 2021 and 2022. And I'm sure things will change and evolve as time goes on because it always does. But I'm curious too, to see what actually like 
played out this season. What sticks. That's always, it's always fun to see what really is going to stick. And um, I would love for you guys to go over to our Instagram page and share with us, um, you know, if there's any trends that you find are working currently in your closet, like keywords are always fun to share and see how, you know, we can help each other out with this, but Thank you so much for joining us this week. Thank you, everyone. And thank you to everyone who has joined the Patreon again this past week because you guys are awesome and um, we appreciate all of you. You know what I want to start doing is just like welcoming new members somewhere, somehow. We can do it at the end of every episode. Why don't we start doing that? Yeah, because I just like, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I see certain names. I'm like, oh, so-and-so is in the Patreon. I get so excited. And then, you know, that, mm-hmm. and then I feel like I need to acknowledge it somewhere. So maybe yes. we can just like welcome people at the end and just um, all of our OGs are grandfathered in and we they appreciate are. each and every one of you, but I thought that might be a fun thing. Um, yeah, that's a good yeah. idea, Lori. And I also think, um, so we are going to start doing something on the Patreon, but we'll close out with this where, um, you know, you guys are going to be able to come up with episode topic ideas. We're going to put a poll out there. So basically you guys will be able to produce an episode and, um, you know, you guys will get a shout out, shout out at the end, the beginning. We don't know where yet. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to start doing that. I think it'll be fun to have our Patreon, um, kind of guide us and just help us out with yeah. some of the content that they want to hear because that's what we're here for. Yes, it is. All right, everyone. We will be back next week. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. This is just a reminder that Thrifters Villa's Patreon is officially live. You can find us on patreon.com backslash Thrifters Villa. It is just $5 a month where we're going to offer you bonus content, extra episodes, a free downloadable a month, and live events. So make sure to check us out there and we will see you next week.